the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We're going to have nothing but propaganda in many of our schools. I've seen teachers tell children that they are girls trapped in boys' bodies. Remember, the Bible speaks extensively about a coming lawlessness. For the most part, it was far-left agitators pushing the violence. You know, our founders told us there's only one way to keep a free republic. You have to have a well-educated and moral citizenry. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles at the American Family Association's blog, The Stand, on lifesitenews.com. And, of course, uh, on our website at missionamerica.com, where you can also check out all our resources for parents and even grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Are you as mystified as I am about the sudden promotion everywhere we look of gender switching? There's a new HBO documentary about children who are being celebrated in an opposite sex identity. And I guess we're all supposed to just go, oh, how sweet that is. No, no. Many of us still believe this should be strongly discouraged. The child involved needs counseling and that to encourage this is child abuse. We're going to talk today to an expert who's been on our show before and is welcoming him back. He has spent years examining and monitoring sexual predators, the effects of pornography, and so much more, and there is a definite connection to all this. John Euler is a licensed professional counselor with over 25 years of treating sexual predators, including many who are incarcerated. His impressive resume contains a lot of details we won't be able to cover right now, but along with his clinical work, he's also served as an adjunct faculty member for a Christian college, teaching subjects related to counseling, human services, and abnormal psychology. He is also the founder and director of SurvivorSupport.net and also has a blog called Predator Watch, Welcome back, John, to Mission America Radio. Linda, it's a pleasure to be with you. 
Well, we had you on a month or six weeks ago, and uh, we only touched on the wealth of your information, uh, and we were just starting to talk about the transgender issue briefly. We spent most of our time then talking about the um, connection with being a sexual predator and that mindset and that uh, or orientation, I guess, uh, to the radical sex education we're seeing crop up in our schools as if these are responsible lessons for kids. But so we're going to dive more into the connections uh, with the transgender issue. So first of all, let me get your reaction about the clips you have seen and the coverage you've seen of this HBO documentary, which came out, I believe, in mid-November called Transhood, about children being followed through um, a few years very confused, gender-confused children. Tell me what you think about it. Well, it's infuriating. It's infuriating to watch what has become a um, an effort, a clear effort, to uh, groom kids. And unfortunately, uh, predators know us better than we know them. And most predators understand that the way to access a child is first to groom the adult. And so what you have with that program and other programs like that, including um, activities such as Drag Queen Story Hour, what most parents don't understand and what most adults don't understand, and I would not have understood it prior to working with sexual predators, is that their minds work differently, their minds think differently because they are now different because of the amount of porn they have consumed. And the process of deviance took them in a direction because they were more than happy to go in that direction. And so now everything about them is very different and they are on the hunt. Now, does that mean every single person that is involved in that kind of thing uh, are they a sexual predator? No. Many of them actually play into the hands of sexual predators. But those parents that you see, those mothers that you see on that program, and there's other kinds of programs like that, such as um, toddlers in tiaras or um, where we see other kind of fashion shows for kids, where the kids mm-hmm. are walking their, their runway. Uh, these parents are deriving a sense of satisfaction from involving their kids, but little do they know um, what they're getting themselves into, and more importantly, what they're getting kids into. It reminds me of uh, parents taking their kids to the zoo, and we all like going to the zoo. But if you've ever watched those videos of kids uh, visiting the lion cage, where the lion is just on the other side of the pane of glass, and the parents are, are snapping pictures, and a part of that's understandable, but when you listen with comments, they'll reference the lion as, oh, look, look at the big kitty. And meanwhile, we know what the, what's going on in the mind of that, uh, that lion as he's uh, pawing at the glass, uh, yet those that haven't got a clue uh, don't have the, uh, the correct response. Yeah. Wow. You know, I am, uh, there's so many questions that come to my mind um, about gender identity and why any adult would not use their common sense 
and immediately say, no way am I going to have you go down the road of filling your body with harmful chemicals to block puberty, which is not a disease, um, or to take opposite sex hormones. You know, there's no way. And, you know, the kind of person that would allow their child to do this already has, I believe those adults have many, many issues. Um, If not, they are, if not being very corrupted already themselves. But um, I, I know that's a blanket statement, but one other thing that, that seems to crop up, and you tell me because of your background, is that most males who, um, as little boys or later, want to be females have experienced some degree of sexual abuse. Am I correct about that? You're 100% correct. Now, what, what you just said, that will um, bring forth the cries of phobia and all sorts of things from the activists. But the reality is, uh, the reality is you do not have, with children, developmentally, any of us that have uh, worked with kids or studied kids or even those that have taken uh, introductory courses in in child development, aside from the junk that Kinsey uh, injected into the academic setting, that kids are sexual from birth. They yeah. are not. Okay. Kinsey was a deviant. Kinsey was a pedophile. So the way he used it is not how most parents interpret that. But a child, yes, they have, uh, and they are either male or female. Um, but if you watch kids prior to the age of puberty, they will not have a sexual thought. It doesn't enter their mind. Why? Because the hormones haven't kicked in. So simply put, if you have a child that is thinking sexual thoughts, meaning as adults would, that child has had that from an external source inputted into him in one way or another. That's how you know a child has been groomed. The, right. the whole issue of emasculating the boys or um, introducing very uh, masculine things to girls, and that's very different than what we used to call tomboys and guys that are uh, boys that are sensitive. Those are very different things, but that's what the perps look for, and they, they capitalize upon that, and they bring confusion. So if you have an androgynous girl, if nobody ever made a big deal of that, she would never have any conflicted feelings about that, nor would a boy. Now, good luck you know, raising a child and being that kind of child in, the, in, the, in a school setting. So they've already got conflicting messages. The last thing they need is for adults to come along, some of whom have been groomed themselves, but some of whom are predatory, that are looking to use that child and looking to groom that child. And for us as Christians, what we don't understand is that a lot of them are actually targeting churches. Yes. So we've allowed wolves to come into the flock, and that was my greatest concern, or one of my primary concerns, as I was learning um, from these individuals in prison. I did not realize that the worst of the worst in terms of the mindset, the psychopathic mindset, is that there's a certain select few 
that specifically target churches, and mm-hmm. they appear so genuine and so real until you have them in, in sex center treatment, then you find out how vile they are. Uh, but they appear so real, and those are the ones that are oftentimes running children's ministries or youth ministries or very involved in the lack of church, and those are the ones that once it finally comes out, the entire congregation is shocked. They can't believe. And then they also buy into the idea that it was, it was a rare thing for that individual, that nobody has any idea, which is inevitably the case. You look at what that guy was looking at, you discover if somebody does a close forensic assessment of his online activity, you'll find out he is as dark and deviant as it comes because he has wanted to go further and further in that kind of stuff. And therefore, now when he looks at a child, he's that lion pawing at the glass. People think think he's a kitty. He's nice. But meanwhile, he's actually, he has designs for these kids. And oftentimes they work with other uh, pedophiles. You know, I'm going to just throw this out to you, and I'm guessing what you'll say, but um, I have for a long time been, well, for 25 years, I've been reporting on and monitoring the issue with uh, the homosexual and gender confusion agendas directed to our kids. And one of the things that drives me nuts about all of this is the naivete of Christians, but the, but even um, a nominal, not far hard left people, but in the culture who would be, you know, Judeo-Christian of, of influenced people in a conventional way, believing that they should buy the equality agenda of the LGBTQ uh, folks and allow these people equal access into schools and the non-discrimination policies and in churches and everywhere else where children are, uh, the pools, the camps, uh, the youth organizations in our community. Those are the places where traditionally everyone said no homosexuality, period, and certainly no gender confusion, because those are the folks that are most likely to have themselves been um, abused and to be uh, interested in, um, uh, you know, uh, accessing children in that way. I know that not everybody is like that, but that is the group that seems that's, that's a specific, uh, uh, red flag that should, should concern everyone. What do you think about that? I agree hundred percent, but I would say that's also where we've been mulled, especially we as Christians, because Christians are taught Understandably so. We are taught to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. But at the same right. time, that does not fit um, the, the biblical, shall I say, mandate that we see, for instance, in the book of Proverbs, where it actually tells us that we, we need to be suspicious of people, not in a jaded way, but almost until someone proves themselves, mm-hmm. we need to be mindful Yes. And that's probably a good approach. And right. so, we, um, and most people through some of the child abuse awareness training, most people think in terms of, and as a matter of fact, this is uh, what most uh, churches train towards, which is we need to be aware of the snatch and grab kind mm. of predator. And that's yeah. true. Right. We, we, we have to uh, pause here. We're talking with John Euler. 
who is a counselor, and he's dealt with many incarcerated people, many sexual predators, and we're talking about the transgender agenda and sexual predators um, directed, who are directing their efforts toward children. Please stay with us here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey, and we will continue. We're going to talk about so-called conversion therapy when we come back, and John has a lot to say about that. Stay with us. We'll be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today with John Euler, who is a licensed professional counselor. He has over 25 years experience uh, with sexual predators, including many who are incarcerated, and um, is trying to educate uh, a lot of folks through his uh, websites and his blogs and his um, uh, material on, on YouTube about what to watch for, especially in the Christian church. John, before we go any further, give out your uh, contact information for your websites and your your blog and so on. Sure. I have a a couple of websites. The first is the actual training site for churches, Mm -hmm. which is churchprotect.org, churchprotect.org. And then the overarching site, which focuses on uh, helping to support survivors and helping to educate those that want to best support them is survivorsupport.net. And then my blog is survivorsupport.us. Okay. And then you, Predator Watch, you have uh, videos on YouTube as well, correct? I do, correct. Predator Watch. So, um, so tell us, okay, we were talking before we uh, stopped the last segment about um, that the snatch and grab type of sexual predator is not necessarily what we're seeing in churches. Expand on that. No, that's right. And, and that's where um, my greatest concern is. And I think that also uh, causes parents, especially Christian parents these days, to become blind to uh, the agenda that we are seeing play out in schools right now and then uh, overarching in the, uh, the trans movement. Um, people are not aware of uh, once a man is given over, and that's Romans chapter 1, once a man is given over to a depraved mind, a reprobate mind, there's no coming back. And that's actually the Lord's judgment. And there's no hope for him. And that makes us uncomfortable. We we always want to believe there's uh, that somebody can be reached, but we also don't really understand that when somebody is given over, they're given over as a judgment, and they lose the ability to ever come back because they'll never want to come back anymore. So there are certain lines, points of demarcation that somebody can descend down into on a slippery slope, and beyond which there's no coming back. There was no coming back for Judas. What happens within the sexual deviant realm is that a man can also get so far into that, that now he has passed the point of no return, and therefore he's no longer normal. But the tricky thing is, the further he goes, there's a segment of them that appear increasingly normal, because they're increasingly calculating. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones that we find gravitating oftentimes to churches or other responsible positions such as the doctor of the uh, 
U.S. female Olympic team, mm-hmm. a gymnastics team, and uh, physicians and, and educators. Right. But there's a certain segment of those that target churches, and they become yeah. uh, on the elder board and become pastors. And those are the ones that can lull people into believing they're not who they they think they, uh, that we think they are. You know, and you've talked about in, in our last uh, last uh, program that we did together that at some point the desire to have sexual contact uh, among sexual predators becomes a desire to defile. And I think that spreads throughout our entire culture where we see the vulgarization and largely promoted by the uh, sexual anarchist left, the desire to defile, expand on that. Uh, yeah. Um, what the predators uh, count on is, again, that we don't think like they think, and therefore they have advantage, just like uh, a psychopath. And most of us think in terms of the bloody psychopath, and understandably so, but there's an entire different category of psychopaths, which are actually, uh, there's many more of them, and that's what are called white-collar psychopaths. Um, again, it's really the reprobation, the reprobate process, but someone doesn't have to look odd to be a psychopath. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of psychopaths do not look odd. That's how they're able to achieve what they, what they wow. achieve. If somebody goes online and Googles the brain of a psychopath, you'll see that it's actually different now. What people haven't studied and what I had a chance to study, though not through brain scans, is the process by which somebody becomes that way. Because a lot of people haven't had that opportunity. They conclude it's either genetics, it's either nature or nurture. It's some of all that, but actually it's not. Um, the majority of the influence is a violation of conscience. And therefore, the definition of a psychopath is they have no conscience, and therefore they have no remorse, and they have no empathy. Mm. that's the perfect person that goes into finance, perfect person that goes into uh, politics. Matter of fact, what we're seeing play out right now with the U.S. election is you have a great collection of psychopaths that look straight in the eye, yeah. whether on fake news oh, wow. or, right, that can mm-hmm. lie with, without um, any shame, sense of shame. That's a psychopath. Now, mm-hmm. you layer that with perversion, and that person becomes a sexual psychopath, meaning along with everything else that motivates a psychopath, you now have this drive to defile. So it, mm-hmm. it, it changes and morphs from being attracted and being, um, being motivated by lust to the desire to actually harm and deriving a sense of satisfaction from having a negative impact upon somebody else. The further you go, the yeah. more that drive and that hunger, that restlessness increases, and then it's all about the thrill of the hunt and the impact you're having on someone. I'm not sure we're going to have time to talk a lot about the new, very, very promising uh, 11th Circuit Court decision, which overturned the bans on so-called conversion therapy. Um, John, we only have about 30 seconds, um, so give me a quick, uh, your quick take on that. It's very promising news, right? Uh, yes, because the uh, to silence a therapist is the dream of a predator. And, yes, uh, because right. right now they're gatekeepers. 
Yeah. John Euler, give us your websites again real fast. Survivorsupport.net and churchprotect.org. Okay. Thank you so much for all that you do. I am uh, very grateful. I know we'll have you back again because we didn't get to everything that's on my list here to talk to you about. You are a wealth of information, and I ask people to pray for you and visit your websites and uh, keep our eyes open, friends. It is true. Our our mercy and our grace can be used against us. We have to be discerning. We have to be have tough love and keep our eyes open because children, our children are at risk from some of the things going on in this culture. And we Christians have the truth and we can stand in the gap for these children who are so vulnerable, so vulnerable to what's going on. But just remember, friends, just remember that with God, All things are still possible. I hope you have a wonderful day.